Hey everybody, how's it going? I am Mike. This is the Self-Evident Podcast Late Night Live. It is Thursday, it's 9 o'clock. Um, and this article actually I came across past hour or so. I was going to talk about something else, but this, this article really nailed me. And it's something that I want to discuss because I think it's important to point out where is all this stuff going. Uh, before I get into that, do not forget to check out 1776truth.store, theselfevidenttruth.com, and also be sure to subscribe on YouTube, find our YouTube channel, subscribe, hit the notification bell, make sure you're viewing and sharing everything. Uh, that's what helps get the message out. That's what gets it to more people. You want to be active, make sure to uh, let us know. I see you guys. Thank you so much. How's it going, Dan? Hey, Nicole. Um, so let's get into this. This article, if actually, if you want to follow along since you're online, go ahead and open up dailywire.com. Uh, there's an article, and I think it's still on the front page, APA cites psychologists asserting every institution in America is born from the blood of white supremacist ideology and capitalism. Notice that addition in there. And that's the disease. Okay, so we're going to get in this. I am going to post this up for you just in case you don't want to go to the website. All right, so basically going to read through the whole thing, but I'm going to make some commentary on this. Psychological community is responding to the riots and protests across the United States with harsh and inflammatory language. The president of the APA, remember, uh, there was a long time ago, we actually did a thing on the APA and how they were talking about toxic masculinity. So what you've noticed is this very progressive mindset has made its way into the psychological community and they have not really based their opinions on research, but more on how they feel about things. And I'll explain that in a second. Um, this APA, which represents psychologists in the United States, accused the United States of harboring a racism pandemic. And the president of the Association of Black Psychologists stated, every institution in America is born from the blood of white supremacist ideology and capitalism, and that's the disease. Now, here's what I want to ask, and maybe you guys can answer this. What does capitalism have to do with it? I, I want you to ask yourself that. Why is a psychologist talking about capitalism, let alone every institution in America? We're now making general sweeping opinions about all of this, but it goes further. Those statements were made by APA President Sandra Schulman and ABPSI President Theophia Jackson. Schulman stated, so this, this is where the meat really is. We are living in a racism pandemic, which is taking a heavy psychological toll on our Afri African-American citizens. The health consequences are dire. Racism is associated with a host of psychological consequences, including depression, anxiety, and other serious, sometimes debilitating conditions, including post-traumatic stress disorder and substance use disorders. Moreover, the stress caused by racism can contribute to the development of cardiovascular and other physical diseases. The impact of these repeated horrific incidents is inflicting trauma on the broader African-American community. Research shows, for example, that compared with whites, blacks feel more negative stereotype threats and more racial profiling with interacting with the police. One thing I want to ask you, 
if I look at you every day and I say you're a failure, I say you're stupid, I say um, you'll never make it anywhere, what are you going to believe if that's what I tell you every day of your life? Or everybody around you is telling you that. You start to take that on. Now let's transfer this idea over to the community. If you're told every day that another group is out to get you, that another group is oppressing you, that another group is holding you down, what's the mindset you end up having? If you look up Star Parker, she actually did a speech um, at a couple of college campuses and the majority black audiences didn't want her. They, they did not like her. They did not appreciate what she was saying, even though she's very... Uh, individualist, conservative, look, you can do it. I did it. I made it out. You can do this. You don't need to worry about what other people are doing. But they wouldn't take on the message. And one of the reasons is there's this, for lack of a better word, indoctrination going on, where people are getting it placed in their mind from early on that they are oppressed. They are a victim. They are being held down. And if you get told that day after day after day after day, of course it's going to raise stress levels. Of course you're going to see everything around you as being racist and attacking you. Of course you're going to, to see life as hopeless and futile. You're going to be angry and bitter. And there's no hope in that. And that's something that I'm going to get into in a little bit about what's the Christian response to this? Because we always want to give the Christian response and we want to give hope. And I really do believe there is hope in this. But let's let's get back into this because there's a few more things I want you guys to see. So speaking in an interview with Saybrook University President Nathan Long, Jackson said, we need our counterparts to have their own conversation. I mean, good-minded white folk like you, Nathan, to have a conversation around the table with other white folks. What is wrong with us? What is our humanity? And it's not about activating shame or blame or white guilt. I'm not trying to do that at all. We cannot move forward as a nation until everybody does their part to have their own in-kind conversations. So this person is saying no guilt, no shame, no blame. But the problem is there is guilt and shame if you're committing a wrong action. There's a natural consequence if it's being pointed out and, and you recognize that wrong action. And as she goes further, we cannot move forward as a nation until everybody does their part to have their own in-kind conversations. White folks got to talk to other white folks and get real about what is the disease of white supremacy ideology in your life. Most folk in, in America ain't ready for prime time. They're not ready. All those good Christian folks who say, oh, we're post-racial, everything's fine, they're overreacting, you have played a role in this country going amok because your silence is just as palpable as their ignorance stepping out there, aka, you're guilty. You're guilty. Um, and I'm, I'm not trying to swing from the opposite side on this whole thing, but what I am trying to say is I don't, I don't appreciate this idea of, of racism as being the original sin that you have to account for um, because what it's actually doing is you you've got a psychological community that is pushing away the idea of true original sin and who you're actually supposed to ask forgiveness for and who you're supposed to repent to and instead replacing it with another original sin which you're supposed to ask the forgiveness of another group which happens to be another racial group 
there's, there's a replacement thing going on here. And we have to be very careful of that because what happens when you replace it is you start worshiping something else because you start looking to something else for your, your forgiveness. Let's head a little bit through and be finished with the article and, and I'll, I'll tell you my view on the whole Christian side of things. So APA is addressing the issue on three levels. By broadly communicating psychological science on bias and racism, including through media interviews, blogs, and podcasts, by developing actionable recommendations through an APA presidential task force related to racial disparities in policing and police citizen encounters, particularly related to the black community, and by working to dismantle institutional racism over the long term, including within APA in the field of psychology, the APA writes. One thing I want to point out here. So one of the biggest studies that gets pointed to is the IAT or the, the um, implicit bias assessment test. This test is being touted as, okay, this shows your implicit bias. This shows how you unconsciously have bias against somebody of another race. And the idea is it, it tests your time of relating to good and bad words in African-American versus European faces. It's kind of like a quick series and, and you press a button for one or a button for the other. And this correlation between good and bad and, and faces shows you that your implicit bias is if, if it takes you longer to pick a good word for the African-American face or you choose a bad word for the African-American face, you have an implicit bias against another race. The problem is one of the biggest problems with this study is correlation. So you can't get a good retest factor. In a scientific test or, or a psychological study, best correlation of retest is one, right? 100% of the time you can get this result. They run about a 0.4, maybe a 0.5. Um, in order for a test to be justifiable psychologically, you have to have around a seven to an eight. So we're running a four to a five, where the variables really depend on your mood, um, how you see things, have you retested several times to get an idea of it, have you done this, have you done that? And so you have a real weak correlation, yet this is still being touted as scientific evidence of the fact that all institutions are racist, born of the blood of white supremacy, born of capitalism, which capitalism is completely on the other, it's another topic, right? Another issue. Another thing they're doing is notice they talk about uh, policing and police citizen encounters. There's been no scientific evidence, no studies that have stood up the test of time to show that policing itself is biased or that police in a large scale are biased towards one group or another especially when you include the data of encounters, right? So an encounter is when a policeman encounters a citizen. No matter what happens, the policeman is having an incident or an encounter with a person. Once you add in all that data, all the, the biases or the racism really go out the window. So we have a psychological community that's made a conclusion before they're even really, really taking on the conclusion of their studies. They're deciding, well, if this study maybe almost kind of shows something, we're taking it on. 
it's ours. We're going to use it. We're going to prop it up. And so there's this battle going on in the scientific community. The problem is the heads of the psychological community, they don't care, as you're seeing. So I'm going to round this out. Shulman concluded, APA has an evolving plan to contribute to the eradication of racism. We don't have all the answers, but we're committed to addressing this over the long term. Notice they've already got their conclusion in mind. We're cr creating a plan that puts racism in the context of national and global issues as well as the ongoing pandemic. I want you to think about the title of this article again. Every institution in America is born from the blood of white supremacist ideology and capitalism, and that's the disease. Hey, Lisa, how you doing? Um, here's the conclusion on this. Once you've determined it a disease, your job is to eradicate that disease. We're no longer talking about, okay, what is the actual level of racism in the country? The determination is it is a disease that has infested every single institution. Oh, by the way, also capitalism is part of that white supremacist racist ideology. Massey and I nail Marxism over and over and over, and this is why. Because this idea is, is prevalent in so many areas and being touted in the academic circles. So what's the Christian response? What does a Christian say? What does a Christian do, right? We have a lot of Christians who are supporting this, this type of idea because they feel, well, it's, it's rectifying old sins and wrongs. And I can understand that thought process of, I want to rectify what the nation has done as a sin. Fair. However, here's the problem that happens is, notice there's an assumption about a white person in all of this. And this happens through all the studies. You know, the, basically what they're trying to show is the assumption is made about all white people. As a Christian, we can't make that glossing over judgment. We can't make that generalization. As a Christian, we actually have to look at a person one to another and look at the fruits of their life, the fruits of their spirit, right? And even then, we're supposed to love them. We're supposed to love our enemies. We're supposed to love people around us and our neighbors. We're show, supposed to show Christ's sacrificial love for everybody. So as a Christian, instead of bowing down to another person, we show them love. We show them care and concern, right? But our sins are, are, our sins are between us and God. And as we reconnect our relationship with God, as we finalize, or not finalize, but reconcile this relationship with God, we perfect it. Our relationship with our brothers and sisters and our enemies improves because our heart has improved. God is regenerating our heart daily, right? We repent, but we do not bow because of the past. Exactly, Lisa. Like, we, we need to repent, but that doesn't mean then you bow. You bow to the Lord. Now, here's the other idea is you don't know the deep contents of another person's heart. Notice what they're saying is we know the deep contents of every single person's heart in this nation. They don't know. You don't know. What you do is you, you look to the Lord and you can weigh fruits, right? And, and as you weigh fruits, that gives you information, data, evidence of, of how to handle a person. 
yet through still love. But you don't condemn them because of what you think is in their heart. Man doesn't even know what's in his own heart. Only God does. And to make this blanket judgment gives people a sense of authority of then creating laws and regulations and structures over other people in order to try and take care of it. Thank you, Josh. I appreciate it, man. You don't know me. You don't know me, right? So we need to pay attention to this stuff and really push back on it. And the funny thing is in society, in corporate America, they're putting in all this implicit bias training and it's not showing any evidence of improvement. Actually, there have been studies that show that it can actually increase um, frustration and division and discrimination. Now, again, that evidence could be weak, but what it's not showing is that this implicit bias training is really doing something, right? So let's remember where this stuff is coming from and you gotta hear what they're actually saying. And just because they're ahead of something doesn't mean they're not swayed by their own hearts and opinions on something. It doesn't mean they don't have their own motives. And I, I've really been scared of what, well, I shouldn't say scared, but concerned. I've been really concerned about what the APA has been coming out with in the past five, 10 years. And the reason it concerns me is because psychology is working with a person's mind. And once you start laying stuff on like guilt and original sin in a person's mind and, and trying to place it back on their heart, man, that's satanic. That's satanic to me. Um, and, and I'm going to fight that. I'm going to fight that from every turn. Uh, so that's pretty much it. That's wrapped up. Again, if you want to check out this article, go to dailywire.com. This article should be up on top. I'll actually post the link. Um, I'm on the, on the tablet right now, so I can't do any typing. Uh, but I'll get on right after. And if you guys have questions, feel free to post them. I'll answer them and I'll post this article so you guys can see it. So until next time, thank you so much for tuning in. I love you guys. Remember theselfevidenttruth.com. Go to YouTube, go to Facebook, share this stuff, subscribe. Um, and also 1776truth.store. All right. I love you guys. Have a great night.